Ultra. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one cigar-chomping minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm, I'm Pete Mummer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Roll call. <laughs> Who else is here? I'm Tom Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'm Thanks, Jerry yeah. Porter. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Glad yeah. you could join us oh, for uh, this J. Jonah Jameson filled minute. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we call it minute number 75, which be- uh, begins with the goblin saying uh, power beyond your wildest dreams and ends with a cigar magically falling back on the desk of J. Jonah Jameson after he's thrown it out the window. Um, mm-hmm. a, a funny little bit. So I guess let's jump back in, into goblin talk. I mean, we kind of have like the... Uh, like scary goblin scary talk of the of the whole movie here at the at the beginning him did going the, full super villain which is did this whole, this whole little scene reminded me of that uh biblical devil versus jesus temptation moment Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. basically all of this could be yours yeah uh, mm-hmm. all you have to do is you know sort of indulge or give in to me give in to the darkness yeah totally. except yeah. he gives in yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, he's not Jesus. Yeah, no. <laughs> he played <Who> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Play Jesus. That's he right. Did a really, really good one too. <laughs> and oh, Irvin really. Kershner was in that movie, so it's all tied to Star Wars and Indiana yeah. Jones. And there yeah, you go. there we yeah. go. That's nice. I well, actually, my notes say this is he's very Molar Ram in this minute. Oh, like, yeah. he's got that very over the top evil villain laugh going. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. that that moment of him sort of cackling. When I think of when I think about this movie and I think of the Green Goblin, I do not picture the costume. I picture that shot of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yes, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they use that the, in the uh, <laughs> in the opening credits of uh, two, don't they? Like yes, the, they do paintings. the Alatross painting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's really interesting because uh, this. So so this bit, again, much like um, the bit we referenced uh, in yesterday's minute about the, um, the, the, the nausea uh, medication, sure. uh, ADR, <laughs> um, this bit right here where Norman is sort of backing away from his own reflection, um, that is edited from the bit of him, he's about to say, uh, after he says, after the goblin says, we killed him, this is when Osborne is backing away going, oh God, my God, that's oh, that bit. That's where that's that what they, footage is. I... Yeah, they, they, they 
spliced it there and put it at the at the end of this um, to sort of cut us out of the scene faster. And that's why the goblin bit where he's saying, imagine if he could join us. It doesn't make any sense that right. Norma would be like backing away in horror at the idea of having a friend. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like a weird moment when you really stop and think about it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's just sort of like they they rearranged bits that they shot, mm-hmm. and what the ending of it originally was after um, after the goblin says, you know, like you know, power, uh, you know, uh, power of your wildest dreams and all of that, mm-hmm. um, and then Osborne actually sits in a chair. And then thinks about it and says, well, I suppose the damage has been done, right? And the goblin says, yeah. And Osborne says, <laughs> and Osborne says, um, Osborne says, but uh, can we do it alone? And the goblin says, there's only one who could stop us. And Osborne says, or he could be our greatest ally. And then the goblin says, exactly. We need to have a little chat with you know who. And then Osborne says, but how do we find them? And then the goblin turns the newspaper to the front page and sees the ad photo by Peter Parker. Oh, Oh, weird. That That explains a lot because that line is so obviously added in that imagine if he joined us. I'm in a different room now. Right. But it, it didn't seem like, yeah, it sounded like it was like an added idea, even though there's like a whole scene about it later on between the right. two of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it seemed I didn't understand. It. So that make, no, that makes a lot of sense. That this this whole thing, this there's only one who can stop us. Imagine if he joined us. That all just reminds me of basically Steph Curry talking about <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> and that's exactly how Golden State just, you know, acquired him. <laughs> Wait, how did you not say Darth Vader talking to the Emperor and the Emperor strikes back? Well, Slightly I mean, it's them too. They're, it's, they're all the same, really. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know who Darth Vader is. Evil so. Empire, Golden State Warriors. I mean. <laughs> What's interesting about this, like, cheat in time and space that results from putting the, you know, oh God, oh God, no, I'm going to run to the phone section here and having mm-hmm. the voice happen over it is it. It's almost as if if we look at the the minutes from earlier in the week where we started this scene, we start with a sequence of Norman and the Goblin where they're very clearly one one person speaking out of one uh, body. And then by the time mm-hmm. we get to this place in the sequence, it, they're they're almost split even further to the point that his voice can happen while Norman is reacting. It, it it's like a right. almost a happy accident of the well, we had to chop it like this in order to structure this and and get us out of here more quickly. But it also makes it a little more unsettling. I don't I don't know if it would have been as unsettling the way that they originally planned it, but I think that's kind of cool that we go from seeing the seams obviously at the beginning of the scene to seeing something that's impossible by the end of it. Right. Like this is impossible. Yeah. And no, I, I, I and I do, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I just wish that the green goblin had been the one to originally say, 
or imagine if he could join us or, or at least have the line that suggests that he's the one that joins us so that it wasn't such an obviously 80 yard line. Like if they had been able to, if they had been able to borrow from actual dialogue from the cut ending of this scene, yeah, um, Mm -hmm. rather than the ADR, but, uh, but regardless, it, it, it works. I think, yeah, uh, I, I like, I like Norman backing away from like, himself leering at himself yeah like that's <laughs> and backing yeah, away I, into I, the I dark like a bit it's it's mm-hmm. really fun i don't know mm-hmm. as if I'm... as if he's sort of fading away like norman's <laughs> fading away and the goblin's taking over yeah yeah, yeah. the great the green goblin is remarkably self-aware if if he can say there's only one who can stop us mm-hmm. yeah that seems a little that always seems a little weird. Like he's only saying that because he's in a Spider-Man movie or something. Like, yeah. is, is he basing <laughs> yeah. that solely on fighting this weird? I mean, I guess Spider-Man's been in the news and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like sort of yeah, randomly, I mean, I... like helping out people and stuff. But like he's fought him once, mm-hmm. and he yeah. wasn't expecting him to be his like arch nemesis or anything. Well, he was and, more, like, and Spider-Man and stuff. Spider-Man only won because he cheated. Mm-hmm. Like he, 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 he like, you know, pull, he just like tears something out of the glider and he goes spinning off into the horizon. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's hardly cheating. I mean, well, it's not like he bested you know. him in single combat or something, you know, <laughs> right. He ran spike. Well, right. That's, that's the thing. He like, he just, he, he sprayed webbing in his face and then broke something on his glider. Like that's <laughs> right. right. Like Green um, Goblin should think that he could still beat him up or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he's, yeah. you know, it's not like the New York City Police Department. We got to get rid of them. And then, we can, you know, it's like, it's, just, it's like, you know, Spider-Man yeah. is an element of the city who's a do-gooder. And uh, but somehow he's like the guy who can, you know, yeah, it's 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 him. almost more of like a Superman Lex Luthery type of thought process, mm-hmm. because I mean, I think it's a function of the fact that this movie exists in a world where there is no Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are no other superheroes in this world, which is kind of weird for Spider-Man himself because he's often, at least in the comics, like an underdog hero, you know, not one of the big fancy heroes. But since there are literally no other heroes, you know, he's the only one who could stop us. It sounds more like, well, the only one who could stop us is Superman because Superman's all powerful and, you know, whatever. But it's, you know, it's Spider-Man. It's not like he's, the only one you know it's like you don't yeah, think yeah. somebody could scramble some jets you don't think like quest aerospace could build another badger robot whatever and you know be a threat <laughs> in some capacity that, no, just spider-man well, yeah well the whole, the whole concept of the goblin is that he wants to give himself and norman all of the power yeah. so why would he want to join forces with someone that doesn't make sure. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> maybe be the sort maybe in his mind he's like, I'll have Spider-Man help me out, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting the I's of my world domination or something, and then I'll, you know, toss him to the curb or something. Stab him in the back. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, it's it's gotta really mess with your head. Imagine if you're the green goblin goblin, you're flying around the city. <laughs> doing all, you have missiles, you have pumpkin bonds, and you're like, I'm the second most powerful person in this town. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's the just, thing that's going to mess with your head. Yeah, here. Yeah. The entire yeah. time, you're not going to be, you know, it's, it's, it, you're going to be living your entire super villain life with like a, a glass <laughs> half empty kind of worldview, you know? 
true. Gotta wipe them out. Gotta, <laughs> gotta do what must be done. Um, yeah. I, I, um, we, we talked about this close up uh, earlier as being like the iconic uh, bit of Green Goblin hood, but like just the whole run up into that uh, close up, I think is um, as, as good as any uh, indication of that maxim that a lot of people have been using it and, uh, you know, came up in Game of Thrones a lot recently. You know, they do those little like after the show interviews with the showrunners and they had a phrase where you can spend all this money building your crazy sets and wild costumes and CGI and whatnot. But at the end of the day, the success of any story comes down to, hey, when I when I cut in here on a close up, can the actor pull it off? And right, I right. think someone like Willem Dafoe, this 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 minute in the movie is why the movie works. Not not just yeah. this mo- mm-hmm. minute, but what it represents, like this type of solid performance, everything from like, you know, MJ and Peter having their awkward stuff in the backyard. When you cut in close on them, it holds up, you know, uh, yeah. Willem having this moment, you cut in close on him, it holds up in a bit. We'll get to J. Jonah Jameson. My God, does he hold up? Like this is <laughs> this is why yeah. it works. Is this type of stuff, and it's still a kind of magic every time I see it. So yeah, I mean, he almost looks like the Green Goblin right here. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he, he almost does. doesn't need yeah. any makeup. You paint yeah. him green a little bit or something. He looks like the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think ultimately, like the helmet doesn't really bother me because Willem Dafoe himself looks so much like <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. Goblin. the Goblin yeah. that it it doesn't. Yeah, like I'm like yeah, yeah let him wear a helmet. He does. He doesn't even need it. It's it's literally <laughs> just to conceal his identity yeah. because underneath the helmet he's just the he's just got goblin face anyway. So <laughs> like, take the mask off and his face looks exactly like the mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the worst Scooby Doo villain of all. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not Halloween. I took my mask off. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> so a uh, small detail in uh, in Jameson's. Uh, in Jameson's office that I love. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, we, we forgot to mention this last time, but I love that he has six different kinds of antacids. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah, his desk. yeah. Well, right before we get there, I love, there's a, a famous, famous billboard that living in Silicon Valley, there's the, it was always in the news. They had this famous Silicon Alley billboard. Oh, and it was, and they, they showed in that cutscene where they're, they're right next to the newsstand. And I was also wondering, are, are there newsstands anymore? Right. But then they showed this billboard. And even like even the New York Times ran an article. They took this down. I think it was 2002. I think it was right before the movie came out, actually. That's wild. Oh, oh wow. And so it's like it's, Preserved it's another little, there on screen. Like, yeah. Over yeah. Uh, on the other side of the Flatiron building on like the left side of the frame. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Wait, what's Silicon too. Alley? What is it? It was New York's answer to Silicon Valley. Like they're like, oh, we've got like all oh, this okay. tech stuff, and it was it centered around this neighborhood of you know where the Flatiron Building is in New York City. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Huh. Boy, that uh, wow. that illuminated Daily Bugle signage on the Flatiron Building does not hold up. I'm just realizing now. <laughs> no, 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 pasted no. on there that looks. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and also, I mean, it's definitely, it looks like a, like a matte matting, matte painting kind of, yeah. like it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's CG. It looks like it's, uh, yeah, like a matte painting <laughs> sort of like they just like, <laughs> like they, they painted it onto the actual like cells or something. something. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. It's kind of it not quite work. It's kind of charming. Yeah. That'd be cool if they'd actually put it on there and like they had it, like they built the letters and put it on the flat iron building and it was there for like a week or something. Oh, Everybody yeah. would freak out. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would have oh, been awesome. Who? 
Yeah. <laughs> be a great photo. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also like there's a bus over in the corner that you just see the ad for Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Broadway. Yeah. It's always there. It's like the, uh, the Evita signs on the buses in Superman 2. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this woman that keeps being in J. Jonah Jameson's office? I, I, and we I, don't know who she is, I, but I, she's I, always there. And it, it seems like her job is only to stand there and then leave. Yeah. Because that's all she does. <laughs> this like short haired lady. I still can't find anything about it. And it must have been because she was a like featured extra that they bumped up on the day. Like, okay, you're going to be the main mm. person we use this week for these things. Can right. you come back Tuesday, Thursday? But because they never gave her a line, she's not credited. She's not in anything, but she's just so conspicuously there. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when Hoffman is saying stuff or when like Robbie's arguing with Jay Jonah, there's always that lady just yeah. kind of hanging around. Just, just around. Is she, is she uh, the same lady that guys... just bought a newspaper? Oh my God. I was what wondering that was? too. Cause there's a short, yeah. la- there's a short haired lady with glasses. that's just bought a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And they cut to her up there in his office. Yeah. It's possible though. I, I think they shot the interiors of the bugle, uh, in California, like on a soundstage. And so oh, they probably yeah. wouldn't have the same group of extras that they used in New York for mm-hmm. that. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I've, has, I've been I, wrong before. Has uh, <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Has J. Jonah Jam- Jameson given in to his own personal Green Goblin? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we looking at his Green Goblin right now? Because, I mean, he's not. It's like. You could you could see him in front of the mirror giving in, and it's like he's he's all powerful in a way. He's, yeah. he's not really likable. Yeah. He's kind of evil. He doesn't he doesn't really care if he's you know he's not interested in the truth or he's not interested yeah. really in justice. He's just interested in 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 making sure the Daily Bugle is the yeah. most successful thing. Yeah, I'm the yeah. muckraker. Yeah, yeah, and he does, and and then he sells the stories. You know, what I mean? he's like the Green Goblin. You like it. You know, like he even comes up with the name for the Green Goblin, which what was fascinating (laughs) to me is so neither superhero nor supervillain actually name themselves. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just the media. Yeah. Yeah. I I would almost maybe position J. J. Jonah Jameson as more of a reverse situation of like. The, the bluster and the sturm and drang and the, you know, angry, indulgent energy is the the thing he puts up but then when the chips are down the thing that comes out is his like you know kindness it's sort of jumping the gummit of a conversation we'll have next week um yeah but he has uh he's 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 a softy this guy but he's like mm-hmm. he's a softy like the way my grandpa was a softy like when 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 j Jonah jameson is like in his 70s or 80s He's going to be the guy that like spoils his grandkids. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. He, yeah. he like he's he yeah, he's a blowhard, but he's got a heart of gold, yeah. I think. I th- yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately. I th- I th- yeah. I, like I think Jerry's got something there though about he's it, like his inner green goblin is fighting with him because even his suspenders have <laughs> are sending these mixed messages cuz one side of the suspenders says cut taxes and the other one says save social security. <laughs> It's, it's like everything about this guy is at war with himself. Um, well, he wants to he wants to cut taxes because it's taking out of his money now, but he wants so he wants social security because he is getting older and he's going to need it. Yeah. Down yeah, the line. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. really both both suspenders are self-serving. Right, yeah. <laughs> screw you, I got mine. He wants, mine. Suspender he wants power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Well, uh, why does he trust his barber? Because <laughs> he loves that hair. It's a consistent he look. He gets it every time. Or, or is his barber the one who shaves everything but his mustache, and he hasn't slit his throat yet? Oh, and <laughs> oh. he has to be vulnerable around him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why he yeah. trusts him because he every morning he he gets the, you know, the shave. Sure, but yeah. the barber doesn't yeah. slit his throat. Right. Oh man. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the barber has a reason to, but stays his hand. <laughs> maybe every time uh, he's, he's playing the long game uh, for getting back at Jonah. Uh, I do just want to say, I mean, we've mentioned it already, but like the work that JK Simmons does here in this scene, especially is just like, it's like a high wire act, making it look very, very easy. I mean, like he has a, the bit in there where he coins the term green goblin, right? The, the text of the line mm-hmm. is, Call the patent office, copyright the name Green Goblin. I want a quarter every time somebody says it, chomp cigar. And if you actually like sit down and try to get all that out as clearly and concisely as he does, as effortlessly as he makes it sound, where he just sort of like spits out, call the patent office, I'll copyright the name Green Goblin. I want a quarter every time somebody says like I can't even do it right now. And I <laughs> like have a vested interest in like copying the cadences of this man because I've had to play for Scott a character based on this same sort of skill set. It's uh-huh. I have to take like six runs at it to get even close to what he just seems to be casually doing. It mesmerizes yeah. me every single time. He's so Has he, have I have I asked this? Have I posed this question before? Has J.K. Simmons done uh, an Aaron Sorkin script before? I don't hmm. think so. He would slay it. I don't though. think so either. Yeah, I know. Oh God, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. God. Um. I uh Amy Palladino as well. Yeah, um yeah. I I I I yeah, no, I I love that bit and also this bit with the the phone gag of like <laughs> calling for Hoffman and then he enters the office and he like sort of side eyes him and then just yeah. hangs up the phone. Um I I love that bit because a it's not in the script so it's obviously just something they thought of on the day. <laughs> uh and it's a very Sam Raimi kind of joke yeah. because it's like it's it's we it's it's the kind of physical humor that I like. Yeah. Because it's it's physical humor, but it's not slapstick. It's just right. again, we, we've talked about this the last time uh we were in his office and and the time before that. Yeah. It you know, we're we're entering anytime we're in Jonah's office, we have entered a screwball comedy. Yeah. yeah. And Everything runs a mile a minute and everything is all of the humor is a throwback to like the thirties and forties. Yeah. It's like Superman that way. Superman, the movie. Totally. Yeah. The same yeah. thing. As soon as you're yeah, in the definitely. newsroom, you're in like a thirties screwball comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's awesome. I love too, that they sort of, we see the joke, we see uh, JJ react twice. So like he lifts the phone, says Hoffman, Hoffman comes in and you <laughs> yeah. see him react and then we cut to his coverage and we see him react again. And I don't know why that makes it so much funnier to me. In the mo- because I think it's like, <laughs> I already see him reacting. So I'm like, oh, I, I get the the thing. But then I see it again, you know, full on clarity. And it's surprised, like the, maybe the joke is more surprised that way. It just reminds me of like the editing in a Jackie Chan uh, movie where like you'll punch somebody mm-hmm. and you'll show, you'll show the fist land in the wide and then show it land again in the close up <laughs> yeah. to really sell the impact there and it's something like i editing's weird because i feel like this feels more natural than if i'd only seen it once and you never mm-hmm. really notice it as you're just like watching through but it's hoffman looks 
looks again, puts down the phone and it's funny. Another, another little thing that I, I really like and, and makes this, I think, feel more like a, like a, a, a 40 screwball comedy is that, um, the window behind, behind Jonah. And you can see that building back there. That's obviously just, you know, like, just like a, like a, like a side of a building that they built outside a window on a set. Yeah. And, but, but it's got that sort of like 1930s movie charm to Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that where it looks like, it looks like he's the host of the tonight show or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the background out there, you know? Um, and I really like that. And, and, and also every time I, I see this scene and I see that building out there, it always reminds me of, um, the, if you guys remember the, I don't know if you, any of you guys have been to universal studios, but that confrontation, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, Where, where you, where you sort of like are on a, on a, a hanging like train thing and then Kong attacks and you're sort of like going through the city. That's what that reminds me oh, of. Sure. Um, the like half scale uh, building or whatever. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. I just, I love that. Like it's, it's, and I think it's because when I was, a, when I was a kid going to universal studios, like it just, all of that. I just fell in love with all of that old school movie making stuff. Yeah. Um, because it just felt like so much fun fun and so romantic to me. And so that whenever I see stuff like that in a movie, it just feels like movies to me. Yeah. Um, more so than when they go hyper realistic for it. Like, you know, I always, I always compare, um, the comparison I always come up with is Batman begins, which was all on sets and backlots versus the dark Knight, which was shot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a stark difference between I feel like I'm in Gotham city versus I feel like I'm in Chicago and you're calling it Gotham city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love hey, that I, stuff too. I have mm-hmm. a, a huge question about the cigar toss. Yeah. Uh huh. It looks like the cigar hits the window frame and then falls like maybe inside the office. <laughs> oh, am I crazy? <laughs> Wait a minute. It, lo- it looks like the cigar, actually, if you look, like it ricochets off the window frame and maybe falls in inside his office. I don't see what you're seeing. Okay, you don't? All right, maybe no. that's just... And I then, see and it going straight out the window. You see it going straight out the... Okay, and then as the... Like when the Green Goblin... Oh, well, I kind of know what you mean, Jared. You know what well, I mean? I th- no, like I th- the I trajectory it, it takes. Like it kind of yeah, it does like look like it. Like yeah. yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I think it does just sail out the window, but yeah. it does. I can see how you would... It, it like arcs, it arcs in front of the, the yeah, exactly. frame. Yeah, maybe yeah. if he hadn't thrown it so high. Like if it hadn't had to come down to get through the window, it might not have looked as much like that. Because it almost... It hits like its apex while it's in line with the window frame. So it could look like it's bouncing right. back. Yeah. And then when well, the, when the green flies, flies back like, into the window and lands on his newspaper. Oh yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, I was yeah, going to say, totally I'll tell you what, whoever, whoever caught that cigar definitely saved someone's life because that <laughs> yeah. is going to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a kid, like if you'd always hear that story, like if you throw a penny off of the Empire State Building, you'll kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like this just makes me so nervous when I see him toss it out the, out the window. And like, it's, thank it's God a, it's, someone's out there to a, toss it back in. It's like a bullet that's on fire that he's just throwing out the window. Yeah. We were on a field trip in New York City in like uh, middle school or something. And we're, my friends and I were just like flipping pennies up in the air and be like, oh my God, don't touch it. <laughs> just throw off the first table. <laughs> 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 you're going to kill us. 
That's a great What's with the uh, joke? peeping Tom telescope? I don't know. Oh, yeah. What is that for? I'm telling you, that guy had his own green gun. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> that, that, that's only looking at one thing. Like, that, yeah. there's nothing else to see other than those windows right across the way. Yeah. And dudes who go with that that sort of alliteration are always creepy. <laughs> well, unless, unless he's, unless he's looking. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. He might be looking down at people on the street. Oh, that's much yeah. better. Uh, he's sure. going to hit with yeah. pennies. Yeah. To, to, yeah, to see whose head. <laughs> Like his cigar bored yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who'd I kill today? Maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the rival newspaper next door, and he's you know spying on them. Ooh, maybe. Oh, maybe yeah. editor's desk across the way. I like that. Um, I have an interesting question that I just that just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. What what is Peter doing there right now? Why is he sitting there just idly chatting with J. Jordan and Jam- Jameson? It doesn't seem like he's. They don't seem to be talking about photographs or anything or. Stuff. Is he's he, just sort of he, hanging out in Uncle well, think, no, Jameson's he's, office. He's upset because the uh, the headlines were false. Sure. It said it said like you know Spider Man and Green Goblin attacked the city, and he's up there going like, "Hey, yo, this isn't true. This isn't accurate." Mm-hmm. He actually went there this to talk is, to him. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think he's confronting thing. him. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, but I, I love that Jameson's going to be like, "Oh, Parker wants to have a word with me about how my headlines are going." All right, let him in yeah. immediately. Well, oh no, God. he probably thought he was coming with more pictures, and he yeah. was like, "Well, I got this great, I got this yeah. great front page picture on <laughs> off of this last like, hey, time check you it came out. by." So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, look what you did last but time. I love you like that. <laughs> but but my my question is, when when the hell did when the hell did Peter have the time to take that picture? I don't remember him yeah. setting. Did he set up a camera before, like saving those two people from rubble right. or like? Oh, well, that's what I mean. Like, do we know that he did? I think that might just be a picture from just some random, you know, person who was there. Or something. I mean, it's got to be him because that's how the goblin gets the idea to come there. Yeah, in the script. Uh, oh, in the script, you said yeah. It says like photos by Peter. But Pan. we don't have that really in the text of the the film as it made it to the screen. So yeah, but do, well, do we or or because I don't I don't know. Do we get a close up of it next week when the goblin references it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because he, he sure. definitely oh, still does do the whole wait line about you know where's the photographer who takes the pictures of Spider Man. So right, but, uh, wait, I'm, I'm going to say that they ditched that entire idea in the finished film because there's the whole thing with Peter's cut arm, and that's how the goblin figures out that he's yeah. Spider Man. Sure, yeah, oh, no, okay, he right, okay, he figures out yeah. that he's Spider Man that way. Yeah, okay. Right, he just he, he just wants the person too. who takes the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, and especially because it's that particular photo. Like, I could buy maybe if it was a photo from the ground of like Spidey saving mm-hmm. that kid from the globe being crushed or whatever. But because it's on the balcony where all of the stuff went down, like the, his camera yeah. was nowhere near him at that point, and he right he came flying in like a like a bat out of hell I, I you know like the goblin looks left and spider-man is full-on swinging and kicks him off of his glider is his like entrance into the fray so yeah. when would he have set up the camera or yeah i don't uh-huh. i i don't understand that camera set up. it's almost like a little camera spider trap sure. yeah <laughs> make, but it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah or is it, or is it like i mean does i kind of was under the impression that he sets the camera up and then the crime occurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, and then he it gets him in all these action shots and that yeah. sort of thing. 
And you're here's, like, so here's is, what is I, that, you know, is that just known as like robber's alley or something? <laughs> <laughs> or is that technically here's what, here's what I like to imagine happened is that when, before he came swinging in as Spider-Man, he went to a kid and was like, Hey kid, hold this camera, take some pictures. <laughs> and then, and then goes, does the thing, comes back to the kid, gets the camera, sells the pictures and then takes half the money and gives it to the kid Aww. goes and finds the kids and gives them uh, i say he pays him up front I, he gives him whatever cash he's got on him says hey thanks kid yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, too yeah that's nice yeah, yeah. i buy that yeah, either one. Oh, that's sweet we should uh, <laughs> I there to be like a I, I don't know how you would do this maybe we'd have to animate it or something but i would i would love there to be like a little like clip reel of like all of these explanatory scenes that Scott comes up with whenever we're like, we hit a snag in the road and you're like, well, what definitely should have happened was this. And they're like, okay, that's fine. I want like to see yeah. all those little scenes and a little mashup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, is this green meanie thing is for, first of all, the green meanie is the is the killer in Scream Queen season two, so we just need to put that yeah. out there. Okay, that sure. It, I hit, <laughs> yeah, like that's what the that's what the killer in Scream Queen season two. That's what it's called. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> there it's called the green meanie. Uh, so that's that's weird and was confusing when I was trying to look up what this was a reference to. <laughs> um, but uh, was this a reference? Is this a reference to Yellow Submarine? Is I that was what wondering that, that too. Oh. Yeah, the Blue Meanies. Yeah, That's yeah, about as close yeah. as I could think of. Right? Yeah. He just because I've always thought even at. Like, even the first time I watched that, I was like, is that a Yellow Submarine <laughs> joke? And then I was like, is that a joke? Or <laughs> just a rep? Like, I, yeah. I've always thought it was a weird beat because I was like, I think they just. I think Ted Raimi just wanted to have a line. Yeah, yeah, um, that could be. Give him something to say. Is it's not in the shooting yeah. script that Green Meanie bit? No, yeah. nope, yeah. not at all. Uh, um, yeah, no, he's just he just J- Jonah's just shouting at him from the other room, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I and then the other bit, um, the other bit that I love, uh, which is. How I it's it is cemented in my brain the difference between slander <laughs> and libel yeah. because yeah. of this movie. Anytime I see the word slander or libel, I go, <laughs> I just remember this li- in print. It's libel. I'm pretty sure this um, is my most quoted line from this movie. Slander <laughs> is spoken. In print, it's called. In <laughs> I think, I think this exchange is part of the reason that I'm wondering, like, what, like, Peter's presence in this office seems weird. Like, it's like they're literally just hanging out. Like, they're not, like, <laughs> having an argument necessarily. They're not, like, trying to sell paper. He's not trying to sell them pictures or anything. He's just sort of like, no, let's talk about the difference between libel and slander. <laughs> but yeah, and he gets this, no, he gets this crazy, like, fatherly attitude as soon as he asks about it. Like, he yeah, goes from bellicose yeah. to fatherly yeah. instantly. Yeah. I love it. And then he goes yeah. right back to bellicose. I love it. Which I love. Uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. th- you know, he's this sort of um, is a foreshadowing of that whole they're going to eventually hate you. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he's bucking up. That's what Peter Parker's bucking up against here. He's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. That's not yeah. what's going on. I'm doing this stuff for good. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, it, this is sort of a foreshadowing of of how this whole thing is going to go down, yeah. which is like. Yeah, no, no, it's going to get spun around and they're, mm-hmm. they'll eventually hate you. And this is how it starts. And even if you mm-hmm. make an earnest case for it, you, the yes. people in power will still just yeah. make a joke and dismiss it. 
you know, like it. You know, right. there's so so much about this movie has to do with like feeling helpless or you know not empowered. I mean, wh- whether it's Peter Parker, any any, you know, there's a moment where the you know the the criminal gets away and he lets him get away and he says, "What part of that, you know, of that was my problem?" Sure. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah, yeah. in power in that moment to grab the guy and nab him. And, and then at the same time, you know, his uncle Ben gets killed by the same guy. And, uh, you know, he, there's no, he, it's like this weird thing of there's it's in, he did have control over it, but he didn't know that he had control over it. So now right. for the rest of his life, he always has to do the right thing because you never know when the, the criminal's going to get away and you don't have control of it. So if there's ever a criminal or something's so an injustice in front of your face, you always have to assault it and attack it immediately right there yeah right and that's that's what he's doing i think right right now by visiting the daily bugle he's like Mm -hmm. no this isn't what's going on here and it's the and it's the first time that it's happening so like you know so so it's 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 a thing that peter grows to just accept as like you know his lot in life with jonah jameson later in the in you know in his uh career as spider-man but this is like this is early days and so he's like no 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 i wasn't working with that guy right, <laughs> you know right, right. And, and <laughs> not a, you know his his uh his reputation's on the line and so he wants to get in here and and try to figure out and and maybe it comes across as like they're just hanging out because i i imagine that peter read that headline it was like no no, enough is enough. And then he goes there and he's like, oh, right. He can't know I'm Spider-Man. This is super weird that I'm doing this, isn't it? Um, And all I mean, all the characters have to deal with with limits, no matter mm -hmm. how powerful they are. If you're the Green Goblin, there's one guy who can stop you. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If if you're if you're Spider-Man and you see all these scenes where he's arresting the criminals all the time, you're like, well, this guy's got the whole city on lockdown. He shows up all the time and is fully in control except mm-hmm. there are these occasions where he's not like for instance you know he doesn't have a good publicist right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know and, and he's gonna be uh you know he's gonna be dealt this uh you know no nobody cares if if uh yeah you know he's he's treated poorly by the press right well and, and going back to it. and going back to what you were saying right uh, going back to what you were saying about the about the the power versus powerlessness mm-hmm. Every year, I mean, I I was just like, I'm just like racking through my brain of like all of the characters. I'm like, oh my god, that is just every single character. It's every, like, Harry, <laughs> because I mean, even MJ. Yeah, yeah, M- MJ yeah. is is you know she has the power to move to New York, but she doesn't have the power to become an actress, and she feels powerless. She's pursuing her dream, but she's getting nowhere. You have Harry who can't. He's powerless to get the love of his father. Norman feels powerless, so he creates this persona to like get, make get him power. And then even Jameson, the way he's reacting to Spider Man in this instance, in a lot of ways, is because he feel he would be powerless against Spider Man, except in the spoken word, which is or in the in the written word, where which is where his power comes yeah. from. Sure. And even, I mean, look, even MJ doesn't really have the power to date who she wants to, right? <laughs> like she's yeah. dating that 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 senior in high school who's like 28, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know what I mean? She doesn't okay. really, like you see, she's 
she's, she's enjoying this conversation in the backyard with Peter Parker, and it's a serious thing. And then the dude shows up, and he's like, hey, MJ, check out my new car. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And you're yeah. kind of like, that's not who she is. Like, she's putting on an act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there, there's and then, the mask thing again. Yeah, there's, yeah. that's her public mask. Yeah. And, and she's kind of funky with Harry, too. Yeah. 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 That's absolutely very profound, Jerry. Yeah, dude, Jerry's bringing <laughs> all <laughs> the like in depth analysis. Dropped a pumpkin bomb on y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, I mean, I think, I think I've, uh, I think I've drained every, uh, every ounce of liquid out of this, out of this. Oh, planet. yeah. I think, um, I think we got it all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was that was good. I I, I like the profound uh, the profound pumpkin bomb that you left us on, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining us for these uh, these three minutes. Oh, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so where where can people uh, one last time? I guess Pete, it's your turn. Where where can people find you? <laughs> well, you can find us pretty much the same place you find uh, Scott and Zach in the Spider Man minute. And we're just the Indiana Jones minute. We do kind of the same thing you guys do with Spider-Man, but with the Indiana Jones movies. Wonderful. All right. Um, and uh, we will, uh, let's see, what is it? It's Friday? Yeah, it is Friday. Um, yeah, so uh, so we'll be, we'll be back on Monday uh, with another week of episodes. In the meantime, if you just haven't heard enough of us, uh, go check out our Patreon page, duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, if you if you uh, help us out and support us at the five dollar a month level or higher, you'll gain access to uh, the Spider-Man Minute Weekend Bugle, uh, which is Zach and I just basically talking about uh, all things Spider-Man. We talk about Spider-Man news and then we usually pick some sort of uh, Spider-Man topic, whether it be like an animated series or a comic book story or, uh, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Spider stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, so so check that out. Um, and not only would you be getting the Weekend Bugle, but you also gain access to all of the Dueling Genre Patreon content that we put out, which is usually two or three podcasts a week, something like that. Um, it's a lot of content. Yeah. So you're definitely getting uh, getting your $5 a month worth uh if you if you sign up so if that sounds like something you might be interested in check it out and see if you think it's worth it and uh we will be back on monday with minute 76 bye everybody bye.